You made it halfway home, Slee. You've made it halfway through the show without another thing that I can add to the list. I'm getting a little nervous I'm that uh, you haven't given me something yet. I'm trying, what, what I'm trying to pull here? it out of you because I, I, want, I want another thing. It will come. I want it comes. Thing to, listen to bother you with two hours. Uh-huh. One hour in, it's bound to happen. It, it might get a couple this hour. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? Might get a couple. Absolutely. All right. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We've been talking a lot about the Lakers and. Oh, Trav, they, I, I got to tell. Can I tell the story? Can I tell the story real quick? Go, okay. Go. By the way, um, this is a open. The invite doesn't even have to be there. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. You guys want to be on the show? Whatever we're talking about. If there's a, a topic that interests you, just feel free to call in. Okay. So, Trav, I'm doing the post game show a couple nights ago. It was right before I'm about to start. So I get a call on my cell phone, and I'm looking at. I don't know the number. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> tip, and I, I probably that close to the post game starting, I I wouldn't answer it, but for some reason I answered it, and I'm like, hello, and the guy's like, uh, hey, Alan, I'm like, yeah, he goes, uh, am I calling in? I'm like, huh? He's like, am I calling into the post game show? I'm like, you're calling into my cell phone. <laughs> you gave it on the air. <laughs> no, I didn't give anything on the air. Oh, okay. The guy literally thought he was calling in. Nice guy. I mean, he it's not like he was – he thought he was calling into the postgame show to talk about the Lakers game. He was calling on my cell phone. I don't know. I have no idea how he got my cell phone number. I eventually hang up with him, and I'm like, yeah, that's not – this is not how it works. Eventually I hang up, and he sends me a text basically saying something like, this is how he got the number, whatever. He saw it online. Okay. So after all that, I text him the number – Hey, this is the number to call in. He texts me back. So, what do you think of Damian Jones? I'm like, so nothing changed here. You, you didn't understand anything that I just told you that this is not. You want to have like a chit chat while we're doing the post game show. So there's uh, there's my post game story. You know what I just took out of that, Slee? What's is that? that? Your phone number is somewhere on the internet if anybody wants it. It's really not that exciting. <laughs> It really, really is not that exciting. I, I, that was one of those things. Did, were you a crank caller as a kid? Would you call people oh, yeah. for no reason? Was definitely, definitely. hundred <laughs> percent, I, I, I would. I actually not even prank calls, but like, yeah, I guess you could say prank calls. I, I would do it with a buddy of mine. Just like I told you, like twelve, thirteen years old, and you're acting <laughs> like you're twelve, thirteen. Just idiots. Anything got you excited, and you thought it was the funniest thing. You look back on it now, and you're like, yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> well, that goes, I don't have to look back. I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm 49 years old, and I'm still doing stupid stuff. I'm still stuff. doing it. Absolutely, every single day. All right, so the Dodgers got knocked around a little bit tonight. Who cares? That doesn't matter. What does? No, nope, we're going into – everybody have highlights of the third inning. I want to go to the third <laughs> inning real quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, you, you know how spring training – this is how you know and you can turn it off. Once somebody comes up to bat with a number that starts with an eight – it's time for you to go turn the TV <laughs> off and go do something else. Yeah, you. Good luck. Maybe we'll see you in a couple of years. But that dude. Do you is watch? Do you be, watch a lot of these games? A lot of the spring I, training games. I, I watch them right up until what I just said. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be like if if because the Dodgers so far they've rolled out their regular lineup about half of it each time. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get about half of the regular guys and half of you know guys that are probably gonna be minor leaguers. Um, once it's all minor leaguers, I'm out. Yeah, we'll wait for the season to start. I'll definitely yeah. wait. But it's the same thing for me. Like, Lakers, I'm watching all the preseason games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's fourth quarter and, you know, they're up 20 or down 20, I'm not paying too much attention. But it, it, I think there's some similarities there. The the, the one thing that I think is, is worthy of really paying attention to this spring training for the Dodgers is the back half of the rotation. Because I know we talked about this the last time we were here. They, they've got five spots like everybody else, but they have a problem that no one else has. And they have – 
too many guys for not enough spots. Bauer, Bueller, and Kershaw are going to pitch. They're going to they're take their turn in the rotation. Assuming they're healthy, they're going to go pitch every five days. Who gets those last two spots? Because, look, it, you can almost guarantee yourself that Julio Urias is going to be one of those guys mm-hmm. for no other reason than he earned it last season with his performance out of the bullpen. I know that sounds weird that you earn a starting performance out of the bullpen, but it felt like he did. So here's what we're talking about. You're talking about one spot, and you have to pick one of the following guys. You have to pick a guy that makes a ton of money in David Price, who's a former Cy Young Award winner, who's still a pretty good major league pitcher, but who has never really pitched for your team. Remember, he sat out last season. Um, how, how much does that come into play? You said that making a ton of money. How much does that part play into it? It always plays a part of, some, of mm-hmm. some of it. I don't know if it's the determining factor, but it's certainly in the equation. So he's option number one. Option number two is Dustin May who, for my money, has the best stuff Hmm. I've seen from a guy in a really long time. Now, how effective that stuff is, we'll see, because he still doesn't get a ton of swings and misses, and I just don't get it for that kind of stuff. Doesn't have a second pitch, and his command kind of Does he remind you of you at Santa Barbara? No, because he's good. (laughs) The, the, The biggest difference between him and me is that he's good, and I never was. And then your last choice oh, is Tony That's a great Gonsolin. answer. That's a great, great answer. <laughs> <laughs> and your last choice is the Catman, mm-hmm. right? Tony Gonsolin, who is just about as steady a major league pitcher as you could want for a guy at that age. He, keep in mind, he's really young, too. Mm-hmm. And he already looks like a guy that's been pitching in the major leagues for 10 years. Two of those guys are either going to be in the bullpen or in the minor leagues. I, I think it's easy. I, I think David Price will start off the season – and I think you mentioned this last week. Did you say you think Dustin May probably will go down because you want to see him get innings? I, I think that the, I would rather see him pitch every five days, get some length, learn how to pitch as a starting pitcher, than have him come and pitch the seventh or eighth inning two or three times a week. I don't know what we get out of that. Trav, Gonsolin is 26 years old. Dustin May is 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Don't you think in a 162-game grind when you're a team like the Dodgers that are expected to win – X amount of games in the regular season are expected to make it to the World Series. Have a, a, when I say a good cushion, at least on paper, they're that much the front runner to win a World Series. Don't you think they're going to get their opportunities during the season? I mean, don't you think that's just naturally going to happen? And I, the reason why I point out the age is everything is opportunity and timing. So if the opportunity is not today, that does not mean tomorrow one of those two guys, if not both of them, might find their way into the rotation. They'll all pitch. They will all pitch. They will all make starts this season. There's no doubt about it. But at some point, development needs to be prioritized. At some point, what you are doing needs to be more important than what you have done. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that David Price is the odd guy out. I, I, I agree with you. I think he'll probably be that guy. Assuming he pitches well enough in spring training, I think he's probably that guy. But when you get down to it, it's can you get guys out or not, and we'll see. I, I, just, I know Dustin May can. I know Tony Gonsolin can. I know David Price has, but he hasn't done it here, and he hasn't done it for a while, and I don't know what that's going to look like. If you said to me, fast forward to the All-Star break, who mm-hmm. are the five guys and who's out, I think David Price is out by the time we get so there. So that's, that's part of my point, is if David Price starts off the season, and I'm, I'm mentioning to you, 
opportunities will come. This is what I'm referring to. That This is part of the opportunity part that I'm talking about is maybe a player doesn't live up to the expectations. Maybe a player, you got to blister and you got to sit for a month or whatever the case is. I, I really think those type of opportunities are going to come, especially in a 162-game grind. But you said something about development. Um, you know, the Dodgers are in a unique position. It's almost sometimes I hear Laker fans say, well, we got to develop THT. Or, you know what, Kuzma needs – Kuzma plays really well when AD is not in there. Well, who cares? You know. Right. So my, the point that I'm making, Trav, is there's certain times you develop, and there's certain times you go out there and you're trying to grab your second World Series in a row, or like the Lakers, you're trying to go back-to-back. And, and part of that, I know what you're saying is those two guys might be good enough to where development, they're already at that stage where they can be big pieces in a, in, in a World Series. Yeah, look, development is for the Seattle Mariners. I'm not the, the development is for the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. The Lakers and the Dodgers aren't developing. Certain guys. franchises they're, they're, have been uh, developing for uh, for 20 years. This is why Dave Roberts gets paid a lot of money to make decisions like that. And Sean McVay and Frank Vogel, those are the three guys managing the three teams here in this town. Which one would you keep? That's next. 710 ESPN. Travis and Sliwa. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You know what? I am not the new Marcellus when it comes to killing co-hosts because tomorrow, Slee, yeah. I'm going to do the show. You're going to take a day off. I respect that. Good mm-hmm. for you. I'm going to do the show with Kirk Moore. Kirk is the only person that I started with on this station that I'm, still I'm still going still strong. With. Still going so, strong. So Kirk has made it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirk and I will be here tomorrow. You should listen when you're uh, on your little uh, extended weekend. When I'm uh, when I'm a couple deep, maybe I'll uh, shoot you a call. Shoot you do a call it. just in the middle of the show, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Here's another uh, tweet about you. These are my favorite kinds. Yeah, this yeah, is from Francis. In. The ends of a loaf of bread aren't for human consumption. Those <laughs> belong to ducks or fish. It's in the Geneva Convention. Read a book. <laughs> so there you go. Now, are you up to speed? You what's, gonna... it, what's the dude's name? It's Francis and Glenda. Look, Francis, not everybody has the type of money that you have where you could just throw away the ends of bread, okay? Where I come from, we eat the ends of bread. All right, let, let, let's find out. What do, you, do, do you use them on like a sandwich or are you making French toast? Like, what are, we, what are we using that piece of brick bread for? Trav, whatever it needs to be used for, okay? This isn't the plan. This is life. All right, you open up. This is what you have. You use what you have. All right. If I want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and those are good. One end of the bread is uh, it has to has to be the end, and the other one is the the good side. Well, we put them together. 
every other half of the bite is good, the other half is not as good. Well, first of all, a, a PB&J needs to be eaten open-faced, right? You don't need two pieces of bread. That's too much bread. You just need more peanut butter and a little bit of jelly and one slice of bread. It's perfect. Um, two slices and kind of mash it down a little bit, you know, eh. like put it down to kind of make it a little bit less. Don't do uh, it, let, Trav. Let's not, let's not do this right now. <laughs> yeah, you, be these, professional. these always go poorly for be you. Be professional. <laughs> let's try another uh, a phone call right here. Let's go to Gardena this time. Oh, that's our buddy Manuel. Manuel, what's going on? He rods my man all night yelling. Oh, it's great to hear you guys, and especially since I'm hearing that my man Kirk Morrison is going to be on tomorrow. Yes, sir. Raider Nation, unite. Hey, <laughs> loving the, uh, the show, man. You know, I love the show every time you guys come come together. Like, uh, well, not like the Beatles, but uh, that's another story for another day. Uh, you guys uh, brought up some good points, man. I think that Dave Roberts and uh, Frank Vogel are definitely keepers, man, especially after they go back-to-back this year. Uh, my man, T-Raj, cut, yes. cut the uh, the sleep stack a little bit of, you know, cut, cut him uh, some slack, man, because uh, I like the fresh onions on the in and out too, man. Don't get me wrong. I like to go animal style every now and then, <laughs> but it's good to go fresh onions as well, man. So, uh, you know, as long as you're not doing that protein crap, with a lettuce wrap. <laughs> Come on, man. That, that's for like, you know, well, I'm not even going to. Hey, one last thing. The ends of the bread. Here's a little, little flip for you. Mm-hmm. And yes, right. man, we ain't silver spoons, T-Rods. We got to eat that bread. So <laughs> flip it. By, right. by, by the way, real quick, let me tell you, Travis is doing his show right now from a country club, okay? Travis is in a <laughs> We only it's eat a different the middle class. slices of it, the loaf. It's a different class, bro. We throw the rest of it away. Putting on uh-huh. his patio green. But anyway, um, hey, so look. You flip the bread, and then it's like any other normal bread, brother. You know what I mean? And, hey, one last, last thing that I was going to say, just keep up the good work, man. More tamales, morales be coming with those drops, and I'm loving it on this KSPN Los Angeles. Appreciate right, you calling well, in. Appreciate, appreciate you that. Thank in. you very much. First of all, you already insulted morales without knowing it, Manuel. Chris, uh, Chris will eat that In-N-Out burger with the <laughs> lettuce on it. I mean, I get it. They're, you know they're, 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 Trav, yeah. Trav, you know, I want to call her. When they're on their way to In and Out, doesn't have to be tonight. But one of these shows, I want them to order. I want them to call in and order on the air. Doesn't matter what they're sure. ordering. Doesn't matter. Just we got veterans in the game that are going I, to In and Out at any different <laughs> time of the night. All right. The, the odds of there being a person in line at In and Out right now listening to us are very high. So they they could we could do it tonight if they want to. Eight seven. And that has more to do with In and Out. Eight seven seven. Well, yeah, that goes, that goes without saying. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Um, it wasn't that you ordered raw onions on your burger. I like that too. No, my it delivery. Was, yeah, it's my it, delivery. It, it yeah, was. It was it. the entire process yeah, that really yeah. kind of sent us in another way. He mentioned Frank Vogel and Dave Roberts as keeper. So here's my question, usually. We've got three guys right here. They're kind of at the peak of their game. You've got mm-hmm. Dave Roberts, who's coming off of a World Series championship, who's won the division. Get get ready for this. Dave Roberts has won the National League West every single time he's been the manager of the Dodgers. It's pretty damn good. Been to the World Series three times, won one of them. And at least one of those other World Series was deeply, deeply tainted because of the cheating Astros. You've got Frank Vogel, who's one for one in winning NBA championships That's not bad. That's not bad. By the way, with the Lakers. I mean, one for one with the Lakers. Right. Right. One for one with the Lakers. And then you got Sean McVay. If you were lining up NFL head coaches and did an open draft, 
Sean McVay is coming off the board in the first three or four picks. Hmm. He just he just absolutely is. So the question I have for you is, if you could only keep one of these guys for the next, let's say, five years, and the other two guys have to move down the road, who do you keep? So I, I just kind of look at Sean McVay for a quick second. So only 35 years old. He'll Sleep. be coaching. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to do it anyway okay. because this is important. Yes. Jamie and Montebello okay. is on the line, in line, and in and out. Jamie, what's do going on? Do your thing, on? Jamie. Do your thing. Hey, man, you hit it on point about knowing that somebody would be in and out while you guys <laughs> No question talking. about it. No question about it. Not surprised uh, all right, at here all. Here we go. Here we go. Double-double animal style. Chopped chilies, extra everything, cheese fries, and a Neapolitan milkshake. Well, sure. Ja- see, Jamie, see, Jamie, that's a veteran in the game. I was, that's a like, veteran did, in the game. You and Travis should talk. I'm, I'm not. I'm not on this level. <laughs> so, so that is. A, I don't go cheese fries, Jamie. But everything else, you and I are on the exact same page, except for I don't go Neapolitan shake. That's my kids get that. I go with that pink lemonade because it's fantastic. Jamie, enjoy yeah, that so meal, I was, man. I was torn. I was torn between the Neapolitan shake or the large lemon nut. That was my decision for tonight. There you go. Appreciate well uh, appreciate you tuning in and uh, enjoy that meal. I'm not you, gonna lie, a little jealous right now. You know, you know what this shows me, Slee? Mm-hmm. That we're a pretty big deal. <laughs> it shows me that In and Out is a pretty In and Out is a pretty big deal. Parking lots. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. See, that's how you do that. Anyway, go back to your answer about the coaches. Uh, I, it completely threw me off. Completely the, threw me off. Um, McVeigh. Okay, so Dave so Roberts. so the McVeigh part of this. McVeigh's what, 35 years old? Yeah, something okay, like so that, yeah. Okay, he, so he's 35. Um, he'll be obviously be coaching the NFL for a long time. He, mm-hmm. He's got a winning season every year so far that he's been with the Rams. As you mentioned, got to the Super Bowl but lost. Mm-hmm. Dave Roberts, five years as a manager, um, has a World Series now, players coach. A lot of these guys like him. And then head coach Frank Vogel, one year with the Lakers, one championship. Yeah, I, I got to be honest here. You can't go wrong, right? You can't. I think age plays less of a factor for coaches. So it's not as big of a deal that Sean McVay is just 35 years old. But when you're one for one with the Los Angeles Lakers in winning a freaking NBA championship, and people could say, well, LeBron, and they could say, Anthony, I get you could you could try to stack that as much as you want. He won a championship in his first year with the Lakers. So if yep. I'm looking at any of these um, right now, I think Coach, you know, Coach Vogel kind of stands stands apart a little bit. Okay, here here's why I don't. He's not my pick, and I'm going to throw a fourth name in. Let's go here to a commercial and, break, and, it, and it'll explain to you why <laughs> I go in a different direction. You ready for this? Th- this is not the answer, but it's the reason I'm going to give you my answer. Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember him? Mm-hmm. Mustache walked around like he invented football. <laughs> remember would, him? Would, would, would mustache. Go, that was go, your description what, of remembering Jeff Fisher. No. If, if you if you lined up 100 let's do a little family feud right here of 100 football fans surveyed. Tell uh, me one thing about Jeff Fisher. The number one answer on the board would be 94% would be mustache. <laughs> and 94%. The, the the other answer would be we're not going to go 6 and 10. I'm tired of this 7 and 9 BS mm-hmm. and then he went four and 12 that being said the reason the answer is Sean McVay is because of Jeff Fisher 
there isn't a sport out there among the sports that we talk about mm-hmm. where the coach matters more than in the NFL. You see it all the time, right? You see it. You, you see what Bill Belichick has done. You've seen what guys like Pete Carroll have done when they've gone there. That once you kind of figure it out, you've got it figured out, and you continue to win. Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh is another good example. He's never had a losing record despite a bunch of guys turning over. The coach matters most in the NFL. That's not, that's not to be dismissive of Dave Roberts. It's not to be dismissive of Frank Vogel, who do a fantastic job. But Frank Vogel has LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Okay, mm-hmm. That is a great jumping-off point, and those guys are going to win a lot of games even if there was no coach on the sidelines. Right? If they just said, all right, you guys go figure it out, that would work out pretty well more often than not. Dave Roberts is really good at managing personalities, but again, You've got Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager and Clayton Kershaw and and Kenley Jansen and all these just fantastic players. Sean McVay came in with the same team that Jeff Fisher had that went 4-12 and and he went 11-5 and with the same damn guys. You know, that's to me the difference right there, that Sean McVay was able to take a bunch of guys who were going nowhere and turn them into one of the best teams in football in exactly one season. That doesn't happen very often. Two things, Trav, two things. Number one, uh, surprise that you said you don't like Dave Roberts or Frank Vogel. I did not think that I would hear that <laughs> on these airwaves, uh-huh. so that surprised me. That's number one. Okay. Number two, it's like I just went up to the uh, – it's like the game is on the line, and I just brought the ball up. In my first attempt, I took a three at the buzzer, and I hit it. And that was Coach Vogel, right? Or was his first that bad? He just swings for the fences, and he hits a home run. Yeah. I'm, going for, uh, I'm going for swinging for the fences here. But, but it's a great case. The, the case that you're making about Sean McVay, it's a great case. Only thing is it sounded probably better than mine, so I want to kind of get away from that topic. <laughs> Well, I, I can respect that. I can absolutely <laughs> respect that. One more quick uh, tweet here. This one's from Dean. As a Braves fan, I'm very excited to see how much Kenley Jansen hasn't improved this offseason. <laughs> I love our people. I really do. It's the only I really hole. like this. It literally is the only hole. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. That, that's the piece you got. Blake trying to pitch tonight looked pretty sharp. He was pretty good. So maybe that's his role. Maybe it's Gratterall. Maybe you give Kenley a, a look at the beginning of the season. This but that, dude that's straight not up pulled into in and out and called and gave, gave us the order. That was so <laughs> casual. I mean, oh, we, we went away from that. So well, casual. Jamie right. just, just called in, gave us the order. The only thing I didn't know, I couldn't tell, is if he was making the order at the time. Like, I wanted to hear... Somebody from In and Out say, "Welcome to In and Out. What is your order?" I thought I thought we were going to get all of that. Jamie was probably fourteen cars behind. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a question that may put you in a tough spot. Are you ready? Sure. Last, do you like the fact that they have the guy out there with the little iPad as opposed to talking into the speaker? It's convenient, right? There's a there's a convenience factor to it. A lot of people are trying to get. Uh, just think about how long the line is. So if you don't have that, you know, you're, you're making your customers happy. So I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. I'm good for that. Yeah, but it's another human interaction that I'd prefer to avoid. <laughs> like the, the whole reason I'm in the drive-thru to begin with, at least in part, is because I don't want to actually have to interact with other human beings. And then you basically... Are you the guy that has the window... window. Hey, Trevor, are you the guy that has the window up and he's there, but you're just <laughs> ignoring him? You're until, completely ignoring him. <laughs> until I'm ready to order and then I drop it about three inches... And speak through the, the opening. The ego is – I've never seen anything <laughs> like this. Never seen anything like this. All right. Reggie Bush had a birthday. The greatest can't-miss Trojan of all time? Maybe, maybe not. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, it's because it's not. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a hamburger order, but I don't know if it's a, uh, a, an in-and-out order. It sounded like I ordered a Whopper. <laughs> it wasn't. It, I'm, just, I'm trying hard. And by the way, we, I found the thing for this t- today's show. It's your end of bread fetish that's going to go on the list. That's something that we're Trav, going to do. Trav, it's with. not an end of bread. Fr- it's not like I'm throwing away all the, the You don't good order a bag of, of all bread. ends? <laughs> <laughs> could you get that? Like, could, is there, is a, there's, if there's somebody in line at an In-N-Out right now, we, we've already established that that's true. Is there somebody at a bakery right now that can make Sliwa a we bag? We sell ends nothing, only. But nothing but ends? <laughs> we sell ends only. What was the Seinfeld episode where, where they taken the tops off? You know what I'm talking about? The Seinfeld. The Seinfeld yeah, the, the Seinfeld marble rye. They're taking the tops off the muffins. Oh, the muffin the tops, tops, yeah. And, they and they're trying to give the give... bottoms to the homeless. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Uh, that's a good one. All right, here's one from uh, Ryan in La Jolla. Hey, Slee, might, you might be a couple in tomorrow. What flavor of White Claw is your go-to? <laughs> so they're putting you as a White Claw guy, Slee. Is that true? Yeah, no no White Claw for Sliwa tomorrow. We'll no? Do some, we'll do some... It's either going to be bourbon or it's going to be red wine. <clears throat> Most likely red wine. Both of those sound good, both bourbon and red wine. But I, I'm, look, I'm not going to lie. I'll drink a claw. I'm okay with that. It's, it's you. You do, do you. I'm going to do wine. I'm going to do red wine or I'm going to do bourbon. All right. So earlier this week. What I want to uh, know, what was that? Who's that guy's tweet? What, what was his name? Ryan in La Jolla. What's he drinking right now? That's the more important question. Oh, see, I know Ryan a little bit, and I have a feeling that Ryan has a probably a fairly baller bourbon and red wine selection. Mm. I just first of all, Ryan in La Jolla is a pretty good giveaway right there. La Jolla sounds, is, sounds La Jolla is pretty nice. Sounds sounds like a dangerous area. <laughs> yeah, is it La Jolla Pearl or something like that? Is that is it what it uh, what it translates to? I mean, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they'll even let you bring a white claw into La Jolla. I think you have to just get out of the, here at the board. Hey, hey, get hey, out of here. Bag? What's in the bag, <laughs> sir? Um, all right, Reggie Bush turned thirty six earlier this week, and Slee, so you tell me because. Mm-hmm. Can I, when, can, I, can I play a Reggie Bush highlight real quick? Please. What do you got? Okay, take a listen. Take a listen. Reggie Bush right up the middle. Gets the outside. He's at the 30. It's another foot race. Cuts it back to the 20. Comes back to the near side of the field. He is going to go. It's going to be another USC touchdown and another thing of beauty from one of the best running backs you will ever see. That was that game against Fresno State. It, that run against Fresno State is just, just one of the most iconic runs of all time. A video game. Literally yeah. a video game. Well, he, he did that thing where he's running at full speed to mm-hmm. his left, mm-hmm. and he plants his left foot about a half an inch from the sideline, mm-hmm. and now he's going back to his right at full speed without taking another step. It, it defied physics. It was the most extraordinary run I've ever seen on TV or anywhere else. I pull a hamstring. I'm out two to four weeks just going to the restroom. Okay, and, <laughs> and Reggie Bush. Uh, by the way, what a what a unique what a unique time that was in college football. What a unique time that was in LA. You know what I mean? Like just the that's your pro team for how many years? For a long time. I mean, just an amazing. It, it's it's actually sad 
that uh, not to say that you're ever going to get back to that level. Well, you can. I mean, you got to be obviously a top five ranked team in the country. But well, you got to get rid of Clay Helton. That's your first step. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Just there's there's certain moments in LA history where you're like, damn, I just want this to last forever. That mm-hmm. was one of those moments. So the the thing that struck me when I saw that it was his birthday was that it just never really happened for him in the NFL. Now, I'll I'll stop short of saying that he was a bust because he wasn't. He played a long time in the league, won a Super Bowl with the Saints, and and had a— And there are other busts that are real busts, right? For sure. So he he wasn't that, but he was a million miles away from what I thought he was going to be because like that run you just described— it, it was it was different. It was just it was one of those things that you don't see in the NFL. Maybe you see Barry Sanders or somebody do something like that. And I thought he was going to take that into the league, and it just never happened to him. And I could not have been more wrong mm. about Reggie Bush because I thought he was not only going to be a good NFL player, but a potential Hall of Fame NFL player, a great NFL player. And it just never happened for the dude. So, Trav, growing up in uh, San Diego, mm-hmm. we had the draft, the famous, famous draft – of Peyton Manning and Ryan oh Leaf. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk you want to talk about differences. Curtis and I, I was mentioning this before the show. Just kind of think of uh, think of what Peyton Manning is, right? And what he was to the NFL. And that you were a franchise that was that close to getting that. And instead, you got Ryan Leaf and think about what he ended up. It, it's the I don't want to say I don't want to compare it equivalent. This isn't apples to apples, but it's as if Portland getting Greg Oden <laughs> and not getting Kevin Durant. Like just think of the levels and and how many years they've been in the league and how successful they've been to have the Chargers at that moment. It was either Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf. That's the one that stands out to me that you know you got into the league and you were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, I mean, he was a disaster in in every possible way, and it started out badly as well. But that, to me, Leaf is a little bit different because Leaf was, and I know he's gotten his act cleaned up a little bit, and I'm I'm happy for the guy. He's done better. Yeah, he is. Fine, but that's not what we're talking about right now. So I I just, he was was an ass. You know, he's a bad guy. He Mm -hmm. he had problems. He treated people poorly, and and I I can speak from firsthand experience, having been around him at various points in his career. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Trust me, I'm not giving you the Ryan Leaf treatment. Um, and, and so Some that it didn't otherwise. work out because he was immature. <laughs> was not a huge, Reggie Bush got a chance to have it go his way. Sure, sure. He got a chance. Just and and I don't think Reggie was lazy. I don't think Reggie wasn't doing the work. I don't think that it just he just wasn't good enough. And, and that's what was so weird about it. Ryan Leaf had a whole laundry list of problems. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush just didn't have the stuff you need to be a great NFL player. That's the part that caught me by surprise. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, by the way, you know what he's great at? I actually really like him. He's on, is he Fox, right? He does a Fox yeah. analyst. Yeah. He's great at that gig. No, he's, yeah, he's a, well, he's a charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he could, college football, he's one of the great running backs of all time. I'll tell you what else, too, Sleep. That team on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of that ball, had some guys that went on to have some really good NFL careers. But think about it. You had Reggie Bush, Heisman Trophy winner. Lendell White. Mm -hmm. Heisman Trophy winner. And Lendell White, who a lot of people thought, look, Leinart and Bush are going to have a really nice NFL career. A lot of people thought Lendell White would have a better career. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And really, if we're being honest, kind of 0 for 3. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good. That's like, a like good. you know what I mean? Like, Leinart went to the, a bad team in the Cardinals, got hurt, 
maybe wasn't quite there where he needed to be mentally to start the whole thing. But then he did get going a little bit. He had a couple of good games, and they make a trade for Kurt Warner, and, and he's and he's and he's gone. Hmm. It just it was just it never really. And then he bounced around the Texans and the Raiders, and you know it just it just it, it he almost was, he's another one I thought was going to have a big. It, career. it almost seems like Trav the. Years that they had, how popular they were in college, how big USC was at that time, the way Pete Carroll pretty much treated USC as if they were a pro team, mm-hmm. right? That you're almost never going to be able to top what you did at USC, and they never did. They never were individually. They they never did. All right, one more here. Uh, John says my favorite in and out move when picking it up for the family is to buy a road fry and shake to consume while driving home. Sometimes a road burger too before a home burger, but always a road fry and a road shake. See, John gets me. What what I buy and what I come home with are very rarely the same thing. You know, you're the guy that when you get home because you ate so much on your way home, um, you're like, honey, I'm okay right now. You no, know what? Let's, see, let's, see, let's see. This is where our this is where our. This right. Let me let me finish. Let me let me explain this story. <laughs> let me explain this. You're trying to play it calm, cool, and collective. Like, honey, I'm I'm. You know what? Let me uh, let me get one thing done real quick. Let me just send out a couple quick emails. What she doesn't know, you just consumed fourteen hundred calories on your way home. <laughs> Well, let me let me tell you. And this. now you're taking your time when you're eating, and she's like, "Wow, things are really changing with Trav." If if my lovely wife ever saw me not eat, she would call for an ambulance. She she would assume that something that I was having a stroke or. Did you heart say attack. earlier you're going to go on a hunger strike to get off the show? <laughs> That's what I mean. She was like, "What's going on? Oh, nothing. No, I'm just going to send some. No, no, no. What's going on? Are you okay? Do you, do I need to call somebody? Is there something going on at work that I need to know about? Why aren't you eating your food? That hey, would have, never happen. Have two hot dogs before we eat. <laughs> That's what she would tell you. That's right. Yeah, well, she she knows my trick. She's she's been around a long time. We know each other pretty well. Trav, right. can, can we do this? Yeah, we, we got to do this. What do you got? You mentioned um, Clay and Kershaw, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit when we were prepping. I do want to hit on this about trying to lock him up, locking him up during the season. Do you wait? What, what's kind of the scenario that you play out for Clay and Kershaw? Let's spend a little time on that. All right, we're going to do that next, plus more of your tweets at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sliwa, more of your phone calls as well, 877-710-ESPN. That's all coming up next. Travis and Sliwa, 710-ESPN. All right, is your vehicle due for service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car. You stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Uh, It takes about 15 minutes. So when you see that light just sitting there that it's on and you're holding back on taking care of it, 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 it's such a quick process. A Valvoline Instant Oil Change, you don't have to wait. Oil changes, tire rotations, um, transmission care and more, just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. I still haven't had dinner yet either, so the final segment is here, and we've been talking about 18 food all day. years we've done this show together. 18, 18 years. years, no back-to-back shows, and yeah, well, tomorrow <laughs> won't be a back-to-back show either. You're going to be uh, going wherever it is you're going, drinking Big your Bear. White Claws. Doing some Big, Big Bear. Ooh, Big Bear. Is there a lot of snow? Um, there's snow up there. It is. It snowed, I think, a little yesterday, but I don't think... Um, nothing crazy or anything like that. So you don't got to have chains I on. I believe, and I'm just going by memory here. I've mm-hmm. been up to Big Bear in a few years, but I believe there's an in and out at the bottom of the hill if you want to try to rectify your situation. Is there an in and out at the bottom of the hill? I, I, I don't is. know. I don't know if there is. 
they're they're with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Is it not right off the freeway there, right before you start to climb the hill? I oh, that I far. Sworn, that far? No, you might be right. I, you I might be right. I've hit that one. I know. I know where most of them are. I'm just um, throwing that out there. Morales got to go to sleep at some point. He's nope. going to do your five A shift tomorrow. You're going to do your five A shift tomorrow. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Hey, what are you going to do? So me and Kirk will be on tomorrow. I'm sure, we'll get into the Rams a lot. Everything else that's going on as well. We'll get Kirk's in and out order as well. That's important. So, Slee, you talked about uh, the Kershaw situation. So yeah. Clayton Kershaw, he he kind of opened up the the whole topic in, in that article. Um, it was it might have been in our first show that we were talking about where a couple weeks he, ago, he right? Talk, he talked about the idea of you know I don't know when I'm going to be done. You know maybe I got more time. We'll see, but. His deal is up, so the Dodgers have a decision to make. And when they signed him to that extension, I didn't love it because I had it felt like they were buying a couple of years that were going to be less than ideal at a very, very high price. He's still performing at a really high level, so I was wrong about that. But do you do it right away? Do you do kind of the Laker approach that they did with LeBron? Like, hey, look, if he wants to stay, we'll give him a deal. Let's get it done and just kind of take it off the table because somebody's going to come at Clayton Kershaw with a whole bunch of money because he can still pitch. So, Travis, help me, help me understand this one. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? For this, Okay, so the answer to that question, Slee, is exactly what we talked about about 25 or 30 minutes ago. They've got to start at some point. It's freaking Clayton Kershaw. I, I don't disagree he's with you. He's 32 he, years old. It's not like he's 36, 37, 38. No, but pitching, pitchers are kind of like milk. When it's over, it's over. It's bad. You got to throw it away. You know what I mean? You can't turn he it He was still good last else. year, right? He was. No, no, no. So, I'm not saying that he's mm-hmm. near there. What I'm saying is, is that, A, he's very expensive. B, you've got a bunch of guys who are not expensive that are ready to pitch in the major leagues. And at some point, you need to get those guys in the rotation every single fifth day. And the 34-year-old guy, the 35-year-old guy, or whatever it is, may not be the same thing as the 32, 33-year-old guy. So let, let, me, let me say this. I get all that. Isn't the right thing to do if Clayton Kershaw wants to stay and remain a Los Angeles Dodger? Freaking sign Clayton Kershaw. I mean, is that just the right thing to okay. do? This is this is this is. David Price really is thirty-five years old. David Price is thirty-five years old. If there's somebody that you're worried about, you know, within the rotation that you're saying is kind of on their way out, we're talking about Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but but so there, there's a couple of things going on here. Number one, they had to take David Price to get Mookie Betts. So right, that's, that's a sunk cost. That's mm-hmm. just something you got to deal with. My favorite player as a kid growing up in this city as the Dodgers. My favorite player on my favorite team in my favorite sport 
was Steve Garvey. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my guy. I loved Steve Garvey. Covered all his games. And when the, <laughs> and <laughs> when this is the first time I brought that one. To yeah, I'm glad we got like, it in. I was like two hours. I had to it, find the timing. And when the Dodgers got rid of Steve Garvey, it crushed me. It crushed me because mm-hmm. they wanted to make room for a guy. And Slee, I bet you, you you don't even know this name. Do you remember Greg Brock? So, I mean, I know everything about him. Okay, so you are, you are the official Greg Brock historian. Greg Brock was going to be the guy that replaced Steve Garvey. Greg Brock was a, a journeyman major leaguer at mm-hmm. dust. And Steve Garvey goes down to your spot down in San Diego and goes to the World Series. And it was gut-wrenching to watch it. But guess what happened? They, the Dodgers had a philosophy that they executed perfectly for the better part of 30 years. They'd rather be a year early than a year late. They'd rather be a year early getting rid of a guy who's got a little bit left than be a year late and have a guy that's real expensive, that there's no market to get out from underneath him, and you got to pay him. And exhibit A mm-hmm. is that dude down in the bullpen. Okay, so this is my question to you. My question is, what is, what's a fair deal for Clayton Kershaw? Do you think Clayton Kershaw is going to be incredibly unreasonable? Well, no, I don't think he's going to be unreasonable. So, but I so think what's he reasonable? A number. Uh, uh, well, he's getting. Let's just round it off. He's mm-hmm. getting like thirty-three million a year. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not going to take a cut. He's not going to go backwards. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Who would? Right? I mean that. That's just not how it works. Somebody will say, "Look, we'll give it to you." And now, all of a sudden, you got an economic. What's more important? Do you want to stay where you've been your entire career? and continue to be an important part of that, be one of the great Dodgers of all time, which he already is, mm-hmm. or do you go pitch a couple of years somewhere else, which almost everybody does. Very, you know, The, the Derek Jeter pro- program doesn't really exist anymore. Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. He's on his second team. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout, I would be surprised if he ends his career with the Angels. He's the best. Bryce Harper's on a different team. Manny Machado's on a different team. Guys move. Yeah, I, I guess I just uh, – this is my hesitation. My hesitation is the dude is a freaking Dodger, you know, through and through. Uh, he now has a World Series. Not everything is on his back. You're right. They're loaded, and, and I, I could see how that, that that could be – well, it's pressure to give other guys opportunities who have fantastic futures in front of them, but he's still pitching fantastic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's tough for me – if he was performing as if he was hurting the team, that's a different conversation. Um, you don't feel like he's got to that point. And, and maybe, you know, maybe he's okay with taking a two-year deal or a three-year deal at tops. I, I don't know what that deal is, Trav. You, you're the baseball guy. So I, I look to you to say, this is a bad deal. And, and yeah, this is reasonable. We should take a deal like what, this. What, what we're basically asking is, is it okay to be sentimental with him, right? That is it okay to be sentimental? Because... At, he, he's he's not their best pitcher anymore. And if we're being perfectly honest, he's their third best pitcher right now, right? Mm-hmm. He, he is not as good as Walker Bueller. He is not as good as Trevor Bauer. Historically, he blows those guys out of the water, mm-hmm. right? At, at least at this point. Historically, there aren't too many guys that have done more than he has. But in the what have you done for me lately business, which is pro sports, can you afford to be sentimental? For a guy that's going to be in his mid-30s, who's going to make 30-plus million dollars, who at that point might be your fourth or fifth best pitcher. That's the question you have to ask. How, how many years uh, do you think do you think Kershaw will Dose. get? Two. Two? I mean, well, will he get or would I give him? 
We so, some look. You'd give him out, two years. You think a team out there is going to give him minimum three? I, I think somebody would give him more than two. Whether mm-hmm. that's three or four. Al, Albert Pujols has been on the Angels for sixty-seven years now. Yeah, and they got one good season out of him. Okay, first of all, you don't know Pujols' age, so I think it's well, I'm disrespectful not the only one, apparently. to say sixty-seven years. He just <laughs> turned twenty-eight. Yeah, well, Pujols just that? turned twenty-eight. David Sampson, the old president of the uh, the Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins, uh-huh. said that there's not one person in baseball who believes Albert Pujols is forty-one years old. I believe him, and <laughs> I am happy to use this microphone and this platform to uh, to back Albert Pujols. I actually think he's younger. I think he's thirty-six. I think he's lying the other way. So, okay, th- you know what? This is actually a perfect example of what we're talking about. Albert Pujols is one of the great hitters of his generation, mm-hmm. a deadlock cinch first ballot Hall of Famer, a great player, full stop. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals did what we're talking about. The Cardinals saw him at a point in his career where they said, you know what? We already got the best years out of this guy. We're going to offer him Couldn't something. agree more. Couldn't we- agree more with what, what you're about to say. Right. But I think it's different. Why is it different? Albert Pujols Ten-year is- contract. Well, I, no, I get that he had a ten, but the Cardinals—it's the same decision. The, the 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 amount of time on the bad. The Cardinals did that thing where, look, we're not going to buy a bunch of bad years because you've already given us a bunch of good years. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. And that's when the Angels came running and said, "We will." Pulho said, <laughs> "We'll do it." How many World Series did Pulho have? Two there. Uh, yeah. Pulho said, "What more? I got two World Series. I'm good." Let me go grab that incredible paycheck that's waiting for me in Southern California, and I'm good. I just it, listen. If Kershaw, if you got that opportunity, even if you overpay and it's two years, it's freaking Clayton Kershaw. You're already loaded. You got all these young guns as well. You're making mo- more money than you could possibly imagine. I, I just would love to see Kershaw at least, if he wants to be here, still stay here. Had we had this conversation prior to reading that piece a couple of weeks ago, I think I would have agreed with you. But it seemed to me, oh, he, he may. That- May want to go to Texas. He he, and the the journey's over here, right? That that he said it himself. He goes having that monkey off your back. I'm paraphrasing here. This isn't an exact quote, but you know, not having to answer that question, not have to worry about that yeah but thing anymore. It just kind of took so much of the pressure off, and now he can go somewhere else. And it's not he's chasing a ring, or he just didn't want to deal with the pressure. It's it's just it's oh, it just frees him up to do whatever he wants to do. A lot like Albert Pujols did. Well, Trev, um, I have no more time left because uh, we got to go to a break, and I can or not go to a break. We got to end the show. So you got you got Kirk tomorrow. Kirk tomorrow. You will be drinking white claws in the snow. A lot of white bear. claws. Yeah, a and, lot of white uh, claws. You, you should you should throw us a, a call, but only if you've had a couple of claws. Only That's if. the only way to do it. Jesse Hurry Curtis, back, good job. Enjoy your time. We will see everybody tomorrow night. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.